Connell Tribune, Thursday the 20th of March 2019. England get out of Ireland, no other banner allowed in Fifth Avenue. Well that was an interesting week, was it not? So was this one. The Brexiteers in more turmoil than they already were. The DUP in toxic mode on Monday as Ireland again rejected Theresa May's overtures. Leo was offering the branch of friendship, the EU telling May to get her act together or get off the toilet seat. Mary Lou in the news as was Declan Rice and Alan Partridge. And in the Republic were in Gibraltar and the Republic were in Gibraltar and the connotations that has for Irish people never mind Spain and John Delaney making more headlines than the inept performance on the rock. It was a funny old week. By the time you're reading this, Theresa May could be on the road to burnt toast. Her road was been well and truly run. The lady who wanted to be Prime Minister since she was 10 and was miffed at the mad witch Thatcher beat her to being the First Lady PM. Whatever about the two of them, they aren't a patch and the first woman elected to the British Parliament in 1918 and the first woman government minister in, in the first Doyle, founder of Fianna Earn and a founder member of Fianna Fáil. Countess Markovich. Thatcher may have created mayhem in the Malvinas, the H-blocks and the Miners villages, whilst May caused convulsions with immigration, Scottish independence and now Brexit. But they do it from their country mansions with no danger to their lives except when Maggie swapped the loo for the bedroom when the provost came calling in Brighton. But Markovich has skewed a fabulously wealthy background to embrace the Dublin slums and the working class. John Connolly and the Citizen Army and played her part in the East Horizon with some suggesting that she shot the first REC man at Dublin Castle. The Countess was no armchair general like May and Thatcher. She was a woman of some substance who sadly didn't live very long after independence. Last week in a strange sequence of events, Irish history took centre stage in various locations. The New York St. Patrick's Day Parade, the Alan Partridge Show on BBC One, Brady's Ham advert in RTE, the English soccer training camp and the Irish soccer team's game in Gibraltar, Geoffrey Donaldson at the Finn Gael Conference. Her recent history and her history from a century ago came mixed up in a series of comments which brought condemnation from the usual sources who find our history complicated and not to their liking. First up, Mary Lou was in the States like government ministers. She took part in a massive parade down Fifth Avenue behind a banner proclaiming England get out of Ireland. It's the only banner allowed to be carried and has been tradition from the 1950s. Many government ministers have walked behind it over the years and it's never been controversial as it contains a legitimate political message which millions of Irish people see as the root cause of the problem. The presence of the British troops and government in the six counties. It's not directed at ordinary English people who have made their home here, nor is it a xenophobic message against English people in the UK. It just expresses the feeling that for most Irish people, the English government presence in any part of Ireland is unwanted. I can't imagine too many Irish people have any problem with that sentiment, but apparently Leo did and expressed his opinions in a forthright manner using it to attack another political party. Then we had the Brady's Ham advert in RTE. 
like all good ads to the quarter attention with the graphics and theme but as they played the song it had a familiar ring to it well it might have been celebrating the merits of a great family business story and the beauty of its pork products the tune sounded very familiar and lo and behold it was what we were hearing across TV land had never been heard in the RTE since it blew up Nelson's pillar in the 60s the lyrics were different but the sound was definitely stirring oh come out you black and tans come out and fight me like a man show your wives how you won medals down in Flanders the wolf, the wolf Tones great song which hadn't seen or heard the later day in RTE since Gay Byrne was in short trousers was filtering into your brain and as I walked the golf course the next day I found myself humming it come and tell us how you slew them poor Arabs two by two like the Zulus they had spears and bows and arrows I just couldn't get it out of my head and we've been eating Brady's ham all week since Next with Declan Rice, whatever you think about him, he's really only a kid and did what all kids in the modern era do. He used social media, Facebook and Instagram to post a message. Now as they say, don't shoot the messenger. For fuck's sake, he's only 16, starting out in his blossoming football career. Although born in England, his parents were Irish and spent his holidays here and felt Irish as the diaspora kids do in Glasgow, Manchester or London. And he was in the Irish youth setup, so he was one of the boys. Probably went to a Wolf Tones concert and committed a horrendous crime, according to the vultures in the media. He post- posted on Instagram, Ooh, ah, up the row. The chorus to a well known Tones song, which will be th- sung by thousands of Glasgow kids in the Barlands on Saturday night before the Celtic Rangers game on Sunday. To be honest, I wouldn't imagine many of the thousands at the concert like Declan would seriously consider enjoying the row. It's just a song. Kids enjoying themselves, but if you express opinions which don't sit easy with the D4 media, you're classed as a terrorist supporter. It's beyond comprehension. The Wolf Tones play the audience of thousands all over the world, 50 years on the road. I would imagine the number of IRA volunteers at their concerts would be about 1%. The number of kids at the concerts who would be influenced to become involved in conflict, 0%. But Declan Lynch, Owen Harris and Ruth Dudley Edwards and the Sindo find the singing of these songs as something to be deplored. Maybe it's let people, letting people write like that, writing and spewing their anti-national agenda in the biggest selling paper in the country, which is the problem. Next we're Geoffrey Donaldson at the Fin Gael Conference waxing lyrically that the Republic should rejoin the Commonwealth. For starters, that was an, om- an anomaly as we were never in the Commonwealth, but he was cheered to the rafters with his crazy idea. It says a lot of the blue shorts that they would even consider such a nonsense. What sort of people think like that? We are an independent Republic, and the last thing we would consider is linking up with our previous oppressor and a failed empire. But I suppose those who took British guns to bomb the four courts are a different breed altogether. The week just got better and better. The Alan Party show hit the headlines as it broadcast on BBC One. It was hard to work out was it a skit on a skit? Who was taking the piss out of who? Partridge was interviewing this Irish farmer who happened to be a Partridge lookalike. It was the end of the show and as Partridge finished up, he said there'd be a fascinating footage of lions in the jungle. But the Irish farmer said we'll have a song and the next thing he's rattling out, Sweet Sixteen. 
the beautiful fury song. Then he invites the band to join him. And the boring player thumps the sheepskin. And the next thing, we're searching for black and tans again. Come out, you black and tans. Tell us how the IRA made you run like hell away. And finally, the song of 1971 from Long Cash. Armoured cars and tanks and guns. The Barleycorn would have been proud of it. Their celebrated song of interment from 50 years ago was rattling out in BBC One. It was unheralded. Thatcher would have had a heart attack. Arlene had palpitations. Leo didn't quite understand. RTE was perplexed. The Sunday Independent was aghast, while the majority of people in Ireland enjoyed it. The Irish Times writers were also perplexed. They don't sing them songs in Rollies and Balls Bridge, but they do sing them in the Lagoon and Terman or the Thatch and Oran Moor or Sister Sarah's and Letter Kenny, or the Fennels in Belfast, or thousands of pubs throughout the country. The ordinary people of this country who don't need to be dictated to by an elite into society who are embarrassed by our history. Alan Partridge is, of course, Steve Coogan. The party plays this right-wing little Englander working with the BBC in a chat show. It's brilliant stuff, but he's never been, been as good as this week. And his portrayal of Sligo farmer Martin Brennan when he started come out, you black and tans, you had to double check where you watching the BBC, for there was no chance it would be allowed in RT. It was classic stuff, and the wolf tones after all these years were heard in British television. I was born in a Dublin street, on those loving English feet, they tramped all over us, and each and every night when my father came home tight, he'd invite the neighbours out with this chorus. Come out, you black and tans, come out and fight me like a man. Show your wife or you won medals down in Flanders. Tell them how the IRA made you run like hell away from the green and lovely lanes of Kilishandra. The last piece of the jigsaw is a strange week was a visit to Gibraltar by the Irish team. The less said about the performance, the better. Mick McCarthy finding out what Martin O'Neill knew. We just don't have players of sufficient quality in the modern era. We had flights booked for Pharaoh, thinking the match was going to be staged there, but the Gibraltarians insisted it was played in the AstroTurf beside the airport runway in the shadow of the rock with a monkey's gallery. So no tickets for the game meant cancelled plans, but to be honest, it had ulterior plans for the visit to the rock. 31 years ago, Maria Farrell and two others took the war to the British outpost and were gunned down unmercifully by the SAS. The image of her lifeless body lying on Gibraltar Street is embedded in my mind. A young lady in the prime of her life, intelligent, articulate, she had so much to live for. When we hear the songs of the wolf tones, or walking behind a banner, exhorting the end of foreign interference in the six counties, for many people it wasn't just a song. So that was the week that was in it. It's been a strange few months. The whole Brexit nonsense has boiled down to the border. Calais, Bridgen, Uri and the dreary streeples of Pedigo. A hundred years ago it divided us. My mum and dad were born on either side of the British border in 1924 and 26. For a hundred years we've had to accept a divide in our country. It was unnatural and divisive at the behest of a minority. Within a minority, the same people who are thwarting Theresa May's efforts at the moment. The Neanderthals and the DUP are descendants of Carson and the UVF in 1912. Their loyalty to Britain is undeniable, but where is their loyalty to Ireland? At the end of the day, they're Irish. As a people, we can live together. 
Sectarian division was created by Britain. It has divided us for too long. The six counties is now is almost 50-50, a referendum on uni- unity on the agenda. We can live together, and we will live together. The scourge of sectarian bigotry fostered by Britain will be consigned to the bin. The future will be a different place.